Welcome to the Pod Bay Door. This is the Pod Bay Door. Join the crew every week for conversations on society, politics, and entertainment with a little bit of comedy and a whole lot of Las Vegas thrown in. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. We're glad you joined us. And if you get the chance, subscribe to us and give us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, check in with us on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. One year, John. One year. Yeah, I'm amazed. Uh, you know, we started, uh, technically, we, we actually had our first one on uh, Valentine's Day of last year. Uh, it's been one year, and uh, uh, I've had a lot of fun. I've yeah, had a so lot of fun. You know, podcasting, uh, when I first got uh, got the bug, I guess, uh, podcasting was, was supposedly going to have their biggest year of 2017. Um, and uh, it was going to graduate from just these uh, weenies in their garage uh, to, to a professional level. And good or bad, that has happened. Um, uh, uh, NPR, of course, uh, uh, is and was huge in podcasting and radio. Um, and they, uh, they, they had an easy transition uh, between what they do and, and podcasting. Um, and now, you know, companies are starting uh, networks of podcasts, uh, including NPR. And uh, then there's, uh, you know, little tiny guys like us. And, uh, you know, it's, um, I, I think it's, uh, people initially were saying that podcasting was going to be uh, flash in the pan. Uh, it was always going to be there, but nobody would care. It was just for, you know, the, the, the potential Ted Kaczynski's of the world, you know, just with their manifestos. And um, uh, I absolutely think it's risen be well beyond that. Uh, you now, much like the internet, uh, can find a podcast on almost every subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and the same thing. There's going to be good ones. There's going to be shitty ones. And yeah, you know, I know production quality. You know, to me, because of what I do, uh, has been um, uh, most important to me. And when I I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, I, I really don't. Um, uh, you know, I listen to a few to glean. Uh, techniques and uh, but as far as subject matter I don't I don't find a lot of podcasts interesting yet I probably will uh, but production quality I think is probably the number one problem of new podcasters it's easy for NPR I mean they've got the studios they've got the uh, they've got the gear and they've got the uh, the, the broadcasting background uh, but yeah there's there's still a large percentage out there that um, that are you know just um, just starting out. I mean, it's not bad that they have a low production quality, and sometimes it's good. Now, when I spoke to Chris um, uh, in uh, with Faces and Aces podcast in, in California, he said he doesn't mind, and he said a lot of his friends don't mind about the quality. He said it's the content, and you know, I don't know. Now, do you, you listen to this one obviously yeah. because you're involved. Yeah. Now, do you listen to any other podcasts? You know, in the past, I, I, I'd listened to a few, and I and I was just kind of bored by them because they just seem kind of aimless yes uh and people trying to fill up time i think it sounded like it was the next generation of am radio yes. you know, am radio was always that way the, the disc jockey never shut the fuck up mm. they always had to be talking or selling something and unlike fm 
FM, there would be pauses in there because you knew that the disc jockey, you know, at least the, the stations that I listened to, um, was probably stoned uh, or just didn't, you know, hey, you know, hey, that was, uh, uh, you know, we're going to play something from Pink Floyd's Uma Guma. It's going to be 12 minutes long and hey, I'll right. see you back then. And yeah, there might be long pauses and it just seems so much more uh, relaxed and, um, you know, but, 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 but still, I, I kind of think that that like the early days in the internet, you know, you could go to somebody's website and it could look great. And that's, it's going to make you uh, more, it's going to make the content more appealing yeah. than looking at that, you know, oh shit, the wood paneling in the background, really? Or, or remember when they had the, the, the gifts that lit up, yes. you know, oh, something obnoxious like that. I don't want to look at it. I don't <laughs> care how good the con- I can't, I can't bear to look at it. Well, you know, I mean, we, we, uh, we jockey back and forth between um, uh, providing audio uh, and video. And it really just depends on how busy I am throughout the week, you know, right. using my gear and, and what's available. Uh, but, uh, you know, video, I, I don't count video, you know, especially for bot- podcasters because it is to do it correctly, even on a small scale is it's, it's very difficult and it's difficult primarily because of the gear. I mean, a lot of people, you know, most people have a, a decent DSLR and, and they actually take some fantastic, you know, I work with DSLRs, um, but it's the know-how and the knowledge. And honestly, an audio file is quite easy to kick out. I mean, if you have any editing background at all, you can just kick those out. No problem. Uh, but I agree with you. I, you know, the internet, um, I think podcasting and the internet can, can be overlaid onto each other as far as growth. And growth potential. The inter- you know, the internet now is is uh, I think an an unmanageable beast, uh, and I don't like it. I, I don't like social media. Uh, I don't like social networking. I don't like any of it because I, it's so it, it's born out of falsehood, you know, or or necessity. You know, people say whatever they need to say to garner a response, and and I don't like that at all because it's you know, and people nowadays people are saying. You know, they're turning to the citizen journalists and the social network for news. And my question is, why? Why Why in God's name would you do that? And podcasting included. Be, for truth, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see where there's a correlation between truth and podcasting. Uh, podcasting, um, you know, is either retelling a story that has already been told 400 times three minutes earlier, or it is uh, specific data sets, um, uh, comic books and nerd stuff or, or movies or, or what, Las Vegas. So, so but, but as far as truth, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's what the gentleman's, you know, we had a, we had a, uh, uh, a review, uh, and, and thank you very much, this review, uh, P-Dub something, P-Dub 73, uh, and it was a strange review. Both John and I agreed. It was five star, great stuff, and, and yet he said, take with a grain of salt uh, the, the, the rest of the stuff about Vegas. Yeah, except for the hotels and the food. And, and I thought, well, what else do we talk about? Yeah, you know? I don't know. I mean, John and I but, talk yeah. about a whole bunch of things. But. I've always said, you know, I was always going to put a disclaimer on those, even the articles that I write. Right. I may be full of shit. I mean, you may think I'm full of shit. You might say, I hate that restaurant. Hey, that's cool. This is just my opinion. Yeah. Or, or you know, the, the opinion of, of where I sent people as a concierge. Yes. And nobody came back and complained. And that, 
quite the opposite. They liked whatever yeah. it was, Pieros. Yeah. Um, you know, if you are at the convention center and you want to take some clients out, you don't want to go too far from there because, you know, it just let out. Right. That's a great restaurant to go to. And it's got, it's steeped in history. You got to like that part of it, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So. Uh, but, John, uh, you know, I, I've had a I've had a great time. Uh, it's an interesting medium. Um, uh, it's, uh, I, I think it, um, I, I, I think it actually has an artistic nature to it, podcasting. And, and I've had a really wonderful time over the past year and, uh, you know, help, I hope all of our listeners have, and I absolutely hope you have, uh, you've been a great partner to, to have uh, some great conversations. Now, as far as our guests, uh, throughout the year, uh, instead of having them all on, which is, you know, difficult as far as <laughs> providing mics for everybody, um, uh, we are going, uh, they have all called in and I'm going to put together a montage and this is going to be a two-part episode. So, uh, uh it'll be, the first one will be on the, um, uh, will come out on the 13th, uh, and then a week later it'll be part two, but, uh, you will hear, uh, all the people that have called in, uh, and, um, and, uh, all the great guests that we've had, including Julia and Danette and Kelly Schwartz uh, and uh, Sophia. So everybody's called in and said thank you and uh, wished us well and uh, I'll put that together and you'll hear that at the end. Um, uh, uh, there, before we start, I have a strange story to tell you, John. All right. Now, John has a dog. Yes. A bad dog. Yeah, I mean, the, I usually refer to the dog mockingly as the, you know, the director of Homeland Security. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's a, it's a long-haired dachshund. Yes. Named... Uh, Emmy. Emmy. Well, Emmy, I, I have met Emmy. Emmy's okay. I gave, I have given Emmy a treat, uh, so she loves me. Uh, and uh, you could continually give her treats all day. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think it's that long body. I think yes. it just can hold. She absolutely has it. <laughs> and if it's anything like leg. my dog, it goes in one end, out the other, and we're yeah. ready for treat number two. Yeah. Well, uh, the, I have three dogs, and they're mostly good. Uh, they're fantastic. They're, 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 they're Monty's my favorite. Monty, yes, Monty. He's he's a joy. They're joyous animals. They're joyous beings. They're joyous souls. Um, I don't want to get into the thing about cats. I don't care. About, I love cats too, but yeah. it's, they're not dogs. But their their joy is something I will never achieve, and I wish I could. If any if anybody in this world is able to achieve the joy that comes out of a dog, then you can die right now because that's all you need to do. But back to my story, uh, as I've said over the past year, John, um, I, I, I don't like people and, and I, I make that clear most of the time. And I don't like being a consumer in this world because it's awful. Uh, John spent the morning at Costco and he can he can attest yes. to how awful being a consumer is. Uh, but um, uh, I had a gator that I purchased for them and with with what was called Chew Guard. Okay. Yes. And this is supposed to be an indestructible gator. And it is by the company, the, the parent company is Worldwise. Uh, the subsidiary is GoDog. And the reason I say, I'm saying this, this is a positive story, by the way, John. Uh, the, the gator ate it. They, they, they ripped him. Mm. And this is with the chew guard. Well, they do have a guarantee on the packaging that says, if this ever happens, a one-time replacement will be given. Well, how many times have you seen that? You know, where where you oh, just, all the time you see that. You just you, you see that on, yeah. on power surges on your. If it fries your machine, yeah, will give you a new yeah. power surge. That's not and what you, I need. Yeah, I and need you, a computer. And you and you normally, well, I do ignore that because you think to yourself, ah, yeah, bullshit. It's never going to happen. Well, you know what? Because I love them, and they love this gator. 
I decided, all right, let's go through the process. Well, uh, an email letter and then a hard letter later. Uh, I, out of the blue, two days after I communicated with this GoDog company, uh, uh, I receive a package. Both, both my wife and I didn't realize, we, we order a lot of stuff, so we're like, did you order this now? Did you order this now? We open it up, and it's a brand new GoDog with ChewGuard Dragon. Nice. Yes. And I, I was so surprised, pleasantly, and so impressed with this that I wrote them a, uh, an email back saying uh, how impressed I was and told them that, you know what, uh, with, with no compensation, I am going to say, you know, how wonderful this situation was because I, I can't tell you that the last time that I had a an exemplary consumer situation, and and their response was quick and absolutely timely, uh, and they sent me a brand new dragon for my boys, and they they immediately attacked it and have done so every morning since. Uh, so and they I, haven't eaten it. They have not eaten it, uh, and it's got wings and tail and teeth and and, and But I just wanted to uh, compliment the Go Dog uh, subsidiary of Worldwise uh, because you don't hear about that much. Yeah. Uh, you know because of uh, the the conglomerates, you know, Amazons and the and the Verizons and everybody else. Yeah, I, I, most of the time, when I think about doing returning something, I get a cramp. And then what do you do? You don't do it. You're like, ah, oh, you know. Fuck it. It was five dollars. Exactly, Who cares? Exactly. So, but you yeah, know what? You know I what did, and it. they did, and 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 congratulations to them for for uh, living up to their advertising and their word. But I just wanted to let you know yeah, that. That's great. Yeah, so you know, one time I remember when this goes back about thirty years. Yeah. Yeah, closer to forty, I guess. Um, I was I was home. I was like you know nineteen twenty years old, and and I still living at home because I was going to college, and my parents were gone, and. Um, there were anyhow this big box shows up on the in the delivery what the hell's in this big box so i open it and there were about a dozen large bags of potato chips and corn chips it was like a stoner's dream (laughs) wow all of these bags and it had my my dad's name on it so um he called on the phone uh, because i said they were traveling and i told him you got this great big box of potato chips and there's corn chips and and the brand it wasn't a really big brand I, I don't remember what it was but it wasn't like Laura Scudder's or or uh, Frito-Lay or anything was an off brand and he was laughing he goes well what happened was while he was traveling on this trip they stopped at a diner somewhere and he had a hamburger and they brought him a bag of chips and he started eating through the chips and he said that they were the shits that a lot of them were broken and they were burnt so you know he got a, he got annoyed that you know he had these shitty chips so right. he looked at the on the back of the bag and it, there was the name of the company on there. So he rolled up the remainder of the bag of, of burnt up potato chips and he put it in a manila envelope and he sent it to him. And he says, here, you eat these chips. And as a way of saying, gee, we're sorry that you got, you know, a really bad bag of, of chips. They sent him their whole line in like the biggest size that they had. Wow. Yeah. See, you know, th- it, it, that's, that to me that that defines the colloquialism uh, old school yeah you know that's that's just the way it should be yeah. you know for these large companies go dog free to lay whatever uh, they 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 produce hundreds of thousands of these especially potato chips um, and uh, and why not yeah you know why not get I mean you're gonna get some word of mouth I mean good lord that's that's how podcasts you know continue to be successful and ours continues to be successful is word of mouth and and something as simple as that 
an extra, you know, a couple, three bags of chips. And you know what? I'm sure you spent that day or that, you know, this, the day was spent saying, man, you know, I got yeah. some free chips. Shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and it takes so little. You know, there was so a company little. years ago called Super Mac and they used to make peripherals for Macintosh. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they make, they made monitors right. and they were a big thing was monitors, but then they came out with a, with a, with a card that would fit in the, uh, uh, I think it was a SCSI card back then. They used those in, in the computers. You're showing your age, John. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And it was called Video Spigot. It was probably the very first uh. digitizing uh, piece of hardware for that. Well, I found one in the garbage in Japan. Could people throw out really good stuff in Japan? They would have what they called Sodai Gomi, which means big garbage day. Because they don't, have, they don't like used stuff. So I would often find, if I needed something, I would just wait for Sodaigomi, because I'm not Japanese, and I don't mind if something's used, yeah. you know, as long as it's in good condition. I found bookcases, and a friend had to find a bike for his kid, and everything like that, because the Japanese won't touch it, because, you know, it's not brand new. Sure. So I had this, this video spigot card. I thought, great, I put it in my computer, but I didn't have any software for it. So on one of my trips to the States, I, I wrote to them, and I said, because they didn't even have email, really, I don't think, back then, I wrote to them and said, you know, I, I got this card, uh, and I just don't know how to use it because it didn't come with any documentation. I told them, you know, I didn't tell them I found it in the garbage, but I just said that that I came across it. Well, they went ahead and sent me Adobe Premiere, the whole full version of that program, which at that time sold for about 350 bucks. Right. And they said, this is the software we use with it. Nice. Nice, yeah. yeah. That was it. I mean, they, they paid for the postage, and yeah. I got it. And I still have that license for Adobe Premiere. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, Premiere Pro is my is my go-to for, yeah. for video and audio, for that matter, audition, too. Uh, but, um, yeah, see, you know, and I've talked about the handshake and, and how I think um, uh, literally you and I are going to see the handshake go away, at yeah. least for a couple generations. Um, and and, and it's, the, it's the niceties of life that I think have slipped away. You know, I, 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 th- this world is, is difficult to like. I'm not going to be negative and say it's a terrible world or a terrible nation and, you know, go with all the Trumpisms and everything else. But it's a, it's a difficult world to like uh, because of how it has graduated into being so shallow. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that in a minute yeah. regarding, you know, Las Vegas and its shallowness. Uh, but I wanted to bring up, because it's one year, and John and I are celebrating here, uh, J- John has not, not yet hit the booze, but he's going to, um, uh, because it's our one year, we're going to have a little bit of a giveaway, and uh, we're, I'll try to make it as simple as possible. Uh, what we are going to do is, if you go to, uh, all of our listeners, uh, if you go to iTunes uh, and give us a review, and send me a screenshot, and I'll give you the email uh, where to send that screenshot and the screen name you'd like to use and the information. Uh, or you can also go to Podbean if, you, if that's your uh, method of listening to the Pod Bay door. Uh, but uh, yeah, go, to, go to iTunes, give us a review, uh, send me a screenshot to thepodbaydoorlv at gmail.com. I'll do that one more time. The Pod Bay Door LV, that's Lima Victor at the end there, uh, at gmail.com. Send me that screenshot, and the first 10 reviews that we receive uh, are going to receive either um, a, 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 a Pod Bay Door mouse pad or a Pod Bay Door t shirt. Nice. It's actually your choice. Uh, so you would let me know uh, the size of the t shirt or uh, if you'd like a mouse pad, and we will send that out to you. 
and uh, uh, we'll let you know uh, uh, when it's coming. And it shouldn't take too long. Uh, but again, send your iTunes screenshot of your review to the LV at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, we'll make those announcements. Um, actually, the, the uh, giveaway ends on the 23rd, so we'll make those announcements on the 27th. Um, and if there's any questions, uh, uh, send the questions to uh, the podbaydoorlv at gmail.com. And we will. Uh, uh, we hope that we get some uh, uh, fantastic response to this, but uh, just let us know. So uh, uh, it's uh, a little bit of a gift from Pod Bay Door to, uh, to, to celebrate our, one year. To celebrate one year. Uh, I never thought we wouldn't make it. I just didn't know if I would like it. Yeah. But uh, the very first Pod Bay Door episode, episode number one, I called it the Global Guide to Las Vegas. And I really thought it was interesting. I completely forgot that. I really thought it was interesting as I was thinking about what I was going to talk uh, to John about. Um, uh, is Las Vegas global? Is it, is it a global influencer, disruptor, power you know, as it regards real global cities um, to which John and I have visited. Um, I don't know if we've been to the four corners of the earth, but I think we've been to I think we put our foot on three we, of them. We've been very close. I, I think yeah. the one the one uh, if we look on the strip, uh, Egypt, I'd love to go to Egypt, yes. even Africa. Yes, I'd love to do that. I haven't done that. It's one kind I haven't been to. Yeah, not a not a safe time, you know, for for American yeah, white guys. That's, to <laughs> that's been that way for a long time. Yeah, too. it has, yeah. and that's that's sad. And I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but um, uh, you know, as far as going back to the shallower mark, now that we're talking about Vegas again, you know, we spent a year. I hope talking about things about Las Vegas that aren't the typical. There are some really great podcasts out there, and uh, you know I'll, I'll tip my hat again to uh, Chris over there at uh, Faces and Aces, and there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, uh, there, there's one called Vital Vegas, which literally um, sends, I don't know, a, a hun- seemingly 100 tweets a day regarding what's going on in Vegas. But John and I have you know taken it upon ourselves to talk about what's... Um, the different side of Vegas, the the Vegas that people don't vacation for, uh, and the interesting side, and our Area 52s, and and everything involving the Vegas that uh, that maybe isn't uh, marketed, you know, uh, to uh, across our country and uh, across the world. Um, but I had a question for John, and and is it global? Is can it stand next to London? Can it stand next to you know the 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 Barcelona? Uh, and all of the truly global cities, ones that have, poss- like Barcelona, that have welcomed the Olympics, which, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, has started again uh, in, in Korea, which is very strange to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. the Korean Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics, but uh, and how they're dealing with that, I would be <laughs> the South Koreans. I'd be scared to death. Yeah. I'd be absolutely. But what do you think, John? Well, you know, I thought about this, and it, the interesting thing about Las Vegas is unlike, say, London, uh, San Francisco, you know, my hometown, San Francisco, yeah. I always seem to have lived in tourist towns. Um, San Francisco has, I mean, you know, why do people, if you're going to go to San Francisco, and you've been there. Yes. Um, if you've never been there, what is the one thing you want to see? Or what are the couple things you'd want to do in San Francisco? Oh, you know, I mean, uh, the on a on a strange level, the you know the Ghirardelli chocolate, yes. uh, Golden Gate, Golden Gate, maybe a cable car, yeah, right. And you see, now that has not changed since the sixties, fifties, even. Right. You know, that's it. The Golden Gate Bridge, cable cars, that never changes. Right. Um, I was reading an essay 
the other day by uh, Tom Wolfe, the uh, the American writer. Tom Wolfe's a prick, but but nevertheless, he's a very good writer. Yeah. And and in 1965, I think um, he uh, released a, a collection of essays. Um, in, the book was uh, Candy Colored Tangerine Flake Streamline Baby. And he has an essay in there about Las Vegas. And it's very interesting to read that because the Las Vegas that he describes no longer exists mm. because he's talking about, you know, for example, the Dunes Hotel. Right. Uh, he talks about their huge five-story foot sign. Neither one of them are there anymore. You know, the Dunes and same with the Sands back in the day, you know, even in the 60s and 70s, these were, these were much smaller Hotels. I think the Dunes was what sixteen stories. The Sands about the same. Yes. Now the ones that have replaced. Oh no, shorter. Them, I think I'm shorter. Were they even yeah, shorter than? They're in the 12, 12 to fourteen. Yeah. yeah so yeah. now you're looking at thirty, thirty-five, whatever, yeah. forty yeah. Uh, stories high. So, so you know, the Las Vegas that Tom Wolfe wrote about in 1965 is no longer there. Yeah. Um, sure, other cities go through things. So London has gone through things as well. They, they they didn't have the 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 London Eye and and six. In, in the 60s. Right. Doesn't matter. It's still London. It still has that history. San Francisco still has its history. Right. Las Vegas history is always being made. So I kind of think of Las Vegas not so much as being a destination, but as being a meta destination. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean, you know, we have in linguistics, we talk about meta language, which is language about language. So describing, you know, adjectives and verbs, these are words that describe the function of other words. Right. So Las Vegas, yeah, is a destination. But it's a destination that pays tribute to other destinations. Yes. So we have, you know, we have the Eiffel Tower. It's not the real Eiffel Tower, right. but it looks like it. So you can come see that. We've got St. Mark's Square. Hey, they took the same, you know, or, or uh, Doge's Palace. They took the marble out of the same quarry that made that one, right. made the replica at the Venetian. We talked about it. Yeah, it looks great. It's just cleaner. There's no graffiti and no, no pigeon shit to deal yeah. with. But so Las Vegas to me is fewer pickpockets. You're right, fewer pickpockets. <laughs> right. So it's 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 hey, what better place than the desert with the mirage? Mm-hmm. It gives you that illusion of these places. Yeah. So so can it be on its own merit? I, I think it kind of is an homage to all of these other places that really do have a sense of yeah of, of being there. You know, strangely, and and you speak of Tom Wolf being sort of a prick. Uh, uh, I I enjoy uh, the the work and the productions of Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, I absolutely think he's a douchebag. Yeah, but, he's a douchebag. But, but yeah. I, I got to tell you, he he his production uh, company and his director and producers uh, they do an amazing job with his travel show, which has been going. I didn't realize yeah. how long he had oh. been in the business. Um, but uh, I, I take stock in where he goes because he goes to obscure places but he also goes to like parts unknown is one yeah. of our is yeah one of yeah i shows. like that one yeah. yeah uh and uh then there's the layover what are you going to do if you're in a town exactly. for That's an hour or 24 too. hours yeah and you're hung over yeah exactly and 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 i have to say that i take stock into where he goes and give and give credence to those cities what may they be obscure or not now Las Vegas qualified. I have to say, he went yeah. to Las Vegas not once but twice. Now he gets he gets to see the Las Vegas of of affluent people. I mean, he he, he is friends right. with all the chefs, um, Nobu being one of them, uh, and he gets to see the Las Vegas that a lot of people don't. Uh, even you and I. Uh, I, I get to see the places where he went, uh, but usually you know without the chefs there and without patronage. Yeah, you know. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I think Las Vegas does qualify. However, I think 
for the same reason you said, uh, because it, it is a meta destination uh, that 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 strengthens the fact that Las Vegas tends to be and is quite shallow. Uh, and and I think that's maybe what has happened to it. Uh, uh, Chris from from Faces and Aces was here recently with a with a group called Oceans 14, uh, Oceans 14 XL, I believe. And uh, they come here to enjoy. It, it's just a it's a group of people to come here and enjoy Vegas, and uh, enjoy the trappings of it, and and truly just be be consumers. They're, and they they're podcasters as well, so they they take and, and pick and choose what they want, and then they go talk about it on their podcast. Uh, and uh, um, they he said something that 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 I found interesting. He is a a, a longtime visitor of Las Vegas, and he said that uh, he's it, it's sort of sneaking into his subconscious in the back of his head that ah getting a little tired of it. Now, how do you feel? You've lived here how long? Uh, let's see. I've lived, I guess, 12 years total. Okay. Maybe longer. All right. Yeah. I've been here a I've lot been, longer. You've been here longer than, yeah, because yeah, tw- I came twice. So 27 was, years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, you and I, when Chris comes, he comes yeah. to be Vegas. He comes yeah. to be a part of Vegas. You know, being here 27 years, I, I have learned how to circumvent Vegas when I need to. Um, but um, that's not actually what I mean by the shallowness. I... I what now, now? You and I, or especially me, but I, I have have taken great pride in, in, into making fun of, of the millennials you know, yeah. throughout the last year. In fact, uh, to the point where I actually tweet, um, "Don't think bad of me." I tweet, uh, and I tweet about the podcast. I don't tweet about anything else because mm-hmm. nothing personal for sure. But I tweet about the podcast just to see you know responses and t- you know so people know what's going on. But uh, uh, I I I. I tweet about the millennials on Mondays and I say no millennial Monday as a hashtag. Now, do you think that millennials are affecting Vegas to make Chris and other off, you know, oft visitors of Vegas think that? Do, do you think the millennial influence is hurting Vegas, is helping Vegas? What do you think? What do, how do you define a millennial? Well, I think, it, I mean, there, there's a, there's a, it, it it it's that generation yes. that that probably came of age mm-hmm. around the millennium. Yes. So you know these are going to going to be people who are and they're now the the, the second largest group after baby boomers. Yes. I understand. And yeah. with baby boomers getting older and then they die out. Yeah. Um, as you know, um, I mean, my sister is thirteen years older than I am. Yes. And so we kind of are the bookends of the of the baby boomers. So yes. so she came at the beginning, I came at the end. Right. So I kind of often feel like I don't have a generation. Because I'm kind of not part of hers, um, since she's in her 70s, and I, you know, I'm still in my 50s. Uh, on the other hand, you know, I'm kind of before the people who were born after 1960, since mm-hmm. I came in mm-hmm. at 59. Um, so, I mean, again, the city, uh, you know, as, as I mentioned with with Tom Wolfe, right. and even looking at that uh, the the movie that uh, I took st- uh, 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 clips from. Uh, screenshots for the uh, for the blog article of the, this Night Stalker. Just how much the city has changed, and it will. Comp- that's why I think they try to uh, overcome what's what Chris is going through. This idea, like I've already seen this, um, so they continually reinvent themselves. Now, sometimes those reinventions um, are not going to be very pleasant. In which case, just hang on; it'll reinvent itself again. You know, we all went through the family Vegas. 
You remember that in the that late was awful. night? That was yeah. awful. I thank was you, Steve about Wynn. Many, yeah, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this kick in the nuts is for you. Uh, we went through that. They realized that that didn't work. People didn't want to come here with their families. Right. People were coming here to get away from their families. Yes. Once they realized that, then, you know, MGM had the, the theme park. Remember mm-hmm. that, that ridiculous thing that, that shut down? Yeah, it was. It wasn't a great theme park. And yeah. it, they had a lot, some great Halloween celebrations yeah. Yeah. at the, at the, at the if, if people don't know, the MGM Grand had, had a huge uh, um, uh, square. Uh, oh, gosh, I think it was over oh, 350,000 square foot paddock yeah. that was a complete theme park. Uh, with roller coasters and rides and such, and and it it it, it lasted a while. Yeah. But no, it went uh, it went by the wayside because they uh, obviously it, it really wasn't a uh, revenue generating. You know, they they uh, one penny slot machine would probably beat them. But uh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, what now? Speaking of, of, of Mr. Wynn, what do you think about him resigning? He did not only resigned uh, uh, from the RNC his position there but he resigned from his own company his, yeah his own corporate uh, uh entity uh the the win and win enterprises yeah uh what do you think about that well you know we talked about this before the mm-hmm. the, the allegations are old uh we already knew this yes. i mean i knew this i knew this you know 15 20 years ago so yeah. um it's kind of like well um should clarence thomas step down from being a supreme court justice i, th- I would wish he would uh <laughs> i mean he is a quintessential <laughs> uncle tom and this is a guy who was for for the, all of the, the time he's been on the Supreme Court, yeah. or or until Anton Scalia died, was basically just his ventriloquist dummy. Just sat there and whatever you know uh, uh, Scalia said, this guy went with. Yeah. But you know, 1991, Anita Anita um, um, shit, Baker. Uh, no Hill. Thank you, yeah. Anita Hill. Baker's a, <laughs> a lovely singer. Yes, yes. This is what happens when you get old. The synapses sometimes they cross. Shit. Yes, Anita Hill. I knew I got the Anita part right. Yeah. But you know, hey, she—it was sexual harassment allegations against him. They right. had hearings on it, right. and and they blew it off basically. Yeah. And he's allowed to serve and forever. Mm-hmm. So now here it is, and pretty much Steve Wynn was accused of the of the of the same type of behavior. Yeah. Uh, and he paid out money. Yes. So now they're coming back and and kind of in retrospect throwing him out. Um, I think well. You know, Claire, can, can, can he be next? I mean, hopefully. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't see that happening. But So I don't know what to make of I really don't. I'm thinking, well, uh, is, is I mean, it, it was his behavior ongoing? You know, that's what I don't know. And, I, and it's frustrating to get anything out of the media. Right. They always talk about the accusations. They really don't go much much deeper than that. And I think that is one of the problems we have with this shallowness. Yes. Um, you know, there was a book in 1986, Neil Postman wrote, you know, it's prophetic. It's still relevant today, mm-hmm. particularly the title, Amusing Ourselves to Death. Uh-huh. You know, and mm-hmm. he was writing a criticism of, of, of television. Of course, they didn't have internet. So it, technologically, the book is dated. But he was talking about television and the impact it had on on the political process and basically it dumbed everything down yes that's the nature of television that it's the same thing he even said so-called quote-unquote educational tv programs like sesame street yeah it's it's educational for a tv program right but otherwise you know you're not going anytime anybody can turn on any show at any time uh if it's if it's an informational program and pick up on what's going on. It's not right. like this is an advanced course. You have to have been here for the first 17 episodes to really follow what's going along. So it's always at a very low level. Yeah. yeah so. Now, we've talked about Las Vegas uh, being able to adapt to almost uh, almost. 
Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The Pod Bay Door is closed and talent is out. Hey everybody, thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you are watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.